Welcome to the Afro Taku Podcast for the fans, episode three. Uh, I'm your host, Player Five, and I'm joined with my co-host, who will introduce themselves now. Yo, what's up? What's going it is on? MGG. <laughs> Sorry, and it's Jugga Peekaboo. <laughs> and you still you still induce intro MGG? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 cut halfway through. You oh, know, yeah. Start... oh yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we also uh, obviously for the fans episode, and so we are here uh, with one of our fans. Uh, he will introduce himself right now. Go ahead. Going on, world. Johnny Quatre here. Um, just uh. uh Geek man, just a blur that hard and content creator man. Just happy to be on board, man. Uh, appreciate you fellas giving me opportunity just to just to chit chat, talk, you know. Yeah, no problem. Hey, how about you tell the people uh, what type of content uh, you like to create? Maybe where they might be able to find you, things like that. Okay, um, pretty much. Uh, I'm a filmmaker as well as a comic book creator. Uh, I am currently in the middle of working on a new comic book called Jaleo Gumbo. Well, I don't necessarily call it a comic book. I call it a Sensil, which is a Ethiopian-style comic book format that uh, me and another colleague of mine, uh, Besserat, is uh, cr- trying to coin, you know, how, you know, in Asia they got manga and, you know, in Korea they got manwas and in America, you know, we have the comics. So we're trying to coin a new format of, you know, pretty much graphic panel storytelling. And we call it Sensil, which is pretty much uh, Amaric for uh, graphic storytelling. Sorry. I'm feeling that. Yeah, feeling that. So yeah, man, that's that's pretty much what I am, am on and what I'm doing right now. And when I'm not creating uh, comics, I am creating films. I'm directing them, I'm writing them, and you know, sometimes I make a cameo appearance like Spike Lee or Todd Perry, but not expressed. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, my bad. Um, so you said the uh, Sin Seal, right? Did I get yeah, that right? Yep, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm rocking with that heavy. Uh, got a question real quick. Uh, are, are you of Ethiopian descent? I don't know. Oh, okay. You know, I was just asking. You never know. You know. <laughs> okay. And know. seeing if we have some some East Af- African representation here, because we we be representing yeah. West Africa yeah. hard. Right. Hell right. Yeah. This is this is. I ain't say This is the funny thing about it, man. Uh, probably about I want to say about six, seven years ago, man. Um, I uh, relocated to Nashville, and I had never really, really met anyone of you know Ethiopian a transcendent or anything like that mm-hmm. and then I met a few of them and you know they were greeting me in Hamaric and I was like and she was like yeah and the lady was like you're not Ethiopian I was like I don't think I am <laughs> I really don't know yeah really hey you know, know. Uh, and I feel you on that and she's like well you look like us and then again you know Ever since then, many of them think that I am Ethiopian. Like they look mm-hmm. at me and they they recognize me as you know you look like one of us, and I'm like, 
okay, like <laughs> you got on that ancestry.com because <laughs> I was on it because I feel like this. I feel like you know, in America, black people in America, if you don't know, go with the tribe that accepts you. And I feel like they've embraced me, so I embrace them back. So, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about, you know, being Habitian and things like that. But I really don't know if that bloodline is in me. I've never really tried to discover it. But, you know, I feel at home when I do talk to them, when they do, you know, embrace me. So I feel like, you know, maybe I am. I feel like kind of like what Bob Marley was, you know, Bob Marley embraced Ethiopia a lot, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was technically bloodline Ethiopian, but he was, you know, very, um, that was like his home away from home. You know what I mean? He wanted yeah. to be buried there and stuff like that. So, you know, I they accept me, so I accept them. So, you know, all I know is that my mother's name is Edna, which is, uh, my not my mother, but my grandmother is, her name was Edna, which is an Ethiopian name. So I don't know. Oh, well, it's probably yeah. in your blood, man. I mean, like, what I'll say is coming from, like, uh, my, I'm first generation, so my parents are from Sierra Leone. But Africans oh. <laughs> kind of have this, like, eye for <laughs> other Africans. Like, I would get right. confused for a Nigerian all the time. Like, I'm not Nigerian. But when right. I meet other African people, they would, like, a flag would go off and be like, eh. So there might be, like, a lot of truth to that. It may be, like, the genes were just that strong through the years or it's it's one part of your family that just carried it a lot. But I'm I'm sure you probably might be. If they're coming to you saying that, uh, I mean, if you yeah, run you that Ancestry.com, you might be 60, 70, <laughs> 80, 90, who knows? Might be. I, I, look, like I said, they embrace me, so I embrace them back. Like, it's, it's been crazy, like, for probably, like, the last seven years of my life, man. They they, they, they accept me. They're like, you sure? Like, I don't know. I, you know, I have to tell mm-hmm. them I don't know because I don't want to say a lie. And then not be true, you know what I mean? But, you right. know, like I said, I feel like it here us born in uh, America, we a lot of us don't know. So I feel like, you know, go with the tribe that accepts you. You know what I mean? Right. There we yeah. are. Uh, I, I, I get a lot of the same people uh, asking me if I'm Nigerian, especially when they, like, hear my first name or asking me if I'm Muslim. I'll be like, uh, that first name yeah, definitely bro. is a, a Muslim name. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, so. But honestly, there's a lot of Jamals in the African American community. So I'm. Right? I'm I would think me, most people would just see it as a normal name before they asked you, like, are you Muslim? <laughs> uh, you you would think, but I swear it'd be that way. But hey, hey, Pete, you know what I'm saying? For Christmas, I got myself the look. The little twenty three and me joint, you know oh, what I'm saying? So, so, so once they, <laughs> hey, I'm just like you know, MGG. Once they tell me I'm that twenty five percent Sierra Leone, I'm at the cookout, bro. Uh, <laughs> who's the cookout? I'm, I'm there, bro. <laughs> I'm at the cookout. You're lucky, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky, sir. Wow. <laughs> I just y'all gotta chill out on the spice though, but you know that's not a. At least in my family, that's not an option, bro. Chill out on the spice. What? <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, like you know, trying to give uh, 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 Africa like its own like title. I, I rock with that heavy. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to uh, tell us about yourself? Tell the people about yourself before we get into the story time. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, man. I'm just I'm just a creator trying to find this trying to find this space, man. You know. Uh, there was a point in time where I wanted to be a part of the Marvel and DC world. And then, you know, 
I realized the stories I wanted to tell weren't going to be accepted by them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, even it's crazy. Even after the Black Panther and things like that, it's still that's still not ours. You know what I mean? It's it. Now I appreciate it, but yeah. it's not ours. You know, we mm-hmm. that movie made billions of dollars, and it was it was Disney's. It wasn't right. ours. You know what I mean? I feel I the same way. You know, and I've been I've been wondering and talking with people about this It's like, you know, Black Panther, I will say when I am not in front of a group of black people any day, every day. Oh, Black Panther, my favorite Wakanda forever. It's for the culture. I put that on. But when it's just us, I'd be like, look, man, was that film that good, though? <laughs> you know, it was, it was cool. My what I liked about it was the, the talk of the African and the African-American. I love that. That's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, as far as the action, uh, Winter Soldier killed the action in, as far mm-hmm. as uh, me. Like, that was like the top Marvel movie for me as far as like action goes for a long time until, you know, um, what was it that came after that? I believe it was, um, was it Civil War that came after that? Oh, yeah, Civil War followed that one. At least not too long, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I was, um, like, it, it was, it was, you know, as far as the action goes, it was it was a, a let me down, but then, you know, they, they kind of gave the, the smaller budget to it, and, you know, it was, the, it was the biggest flip of all of them, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we came out for that one. We came out, everybody came yeah. out for that. Put all that money in somebody else's yeah. pocket. I, we start doing more of that for our stuff you know what i mean when we got something going on because even when i see something out there that's like well i mean we could talk about that later on you know about how <laughs> i felt about like, some some like black content you know it is i i will go and support it because it's us mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know um i may not always think it's the best but I would yeah. support it because it's us. For sure. We can we can definitely make sure we get into that. Um so uh unless anybody has some other question to ask, I was thinking about moving into story time. No, I just had commentary on the Black Panther stuff, but we can just go to Oh, you go time. ahead, no, bro. We're gonna talk you. about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We can just move on to story right. time. I wanna hear it, man. I wanna hear it. I wanna yeah. hear it. My only commentary <laughs> is I agree with you on the I really like the way um they brought up the African versus African-American person. Me as a first generation, that's something like I struggle with a lot throughout my life is like, where do I fit in there? Because technically I don't really fit in my African side and I only all the way fit in the African-American side. So it was interesting to see that debate. I just think obviously because it's a Marvel movie and it's mostly about the action, they didn't really like touch on it or execute it as well as I think that discussion needed to be had. And it, especially on like how many eyes saw that, I felt like there would have been, if they executed that better, they, there would have been just way more that came from it. But that's it. They weren't going to go all the way. At the end of the day, it, yeah. it was a Disney movie. You know right. what I'm saying? They weren't going to push exactly. no envelope. That's true. Yep. You know? So yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. So, um, Per usual on this podcast, especially whenever we have a new guest, uh, it is a, a, a rite of passage, if you will, to share a story time with our, our viewers. So um, please uh, make make it a good one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, wow, man, <laughs> a good story to tell. Uh, 
Well, and, and let me know if you need to see the uh, the little list of of uh, idea I, I props. This, I just, I don't, I don't know if I want to go funny, serious, or sad, man, because this is like. Speak your peace, brother. Yeah. I mean, you know, we haven't had a sad one in a while. Well, no, we had a <laughs> fucked up one. I don't think we ever had a sad one. Like Quinn's, <laughs> Quinn's story was like really just odd. <laughs> <laughs> about his roommate and cutting fingers off that was creepy so if well, you want to go there when i when i when i'm start with as a writer uh, i always inspire somewhat from my own experiences even if they're exaggerated i learned that uh being a stephen king fan um taking a situation that's you know kind of normal so to speak and just exaggerating it to the point of you know of no return and and that's what i always like to do so mostly it's crazy because i tell people this and they they be like well you know so what do you write in like autobiography like no it's not it's not true but it's true you know Mm. when you tell a a story of say for instance I, i when i think of one of my favorite uh, stories I would tell was a story of, I guess, uh, vengeance, so to speak. And, um, and you know, there's 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 a truth to it in a way. Uh, but I wrote a I wrote a tale a time ago, and this is actually recent in not a tell a time ago, but this is actually in one of my uh, upcoming uh, a story in one of my upcoming um, in my uh, current project that I'm working on, Jolly Gumbo. It's a short, and it's about uh, two sisters who are twins, but one is a uh, succubus and one is a human. They're twin sisters, and they share the same body. Now, the one twin sister who is the succubus, she is, you know, the demon who looks like a demon. And the other sister, she looks human. Now, the the human side is the more morally corrupt side. The demon side is actually the more saint side, you know, the perfect side. And I like telling that story of, you know, never judging a book by its cover. But... The story is that the two sisters, you know, are pretty much um, sharing the body because the mother didn't want to kill the demon sister, even though she was supposed to. So instead, she decided to do a reverse exorcism into her um, her daughter, which is the human daughter. And now her sister kind of technically possessed her own sister so they share the body and she's awakened when the sister does an immoral act and you know and it's funny because in Ethiopian culture they look at demons as a sickness as an illness so the human sister is in a wheelchair she suffers from muscular dystrophy MS so when she awakens her other sister she only awakens her when she does something morally and morally corrupt so the story is that you know the sister the human sister you know for years she walked around not knowing that she had this 
demon in her, which is her sister. She didn't know she had this demon in her. And she uh, ended up dealing with a situation where her fiance was murdered in a robbery, an attempted robbery that she ended up finding who the guy was and she ended up going in on vengeance and killing the guy. That is what awakened her sister to possess her. So once she awakened her sister, she was like, okay, you know, like I have this 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 demon in me and I got to fight, like I got to battle this, this demon in me. And, the, you know, the demon is like, you know, well, you know, I'll only come out when there's something that needs to be done. I'll only come out when you face trouble. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I, I just want a chance to live as well. You know, I'm not a bad person, but, you know, people see me, they see me as an evil entity. You know, they 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 judge a book by its cover. So she only comes when when she actually removes this necklace. And she'll say the keywords, litany is me. And when she wants to go back, she'll say, litany isn't me. And that's the name of the demon name, litany. And um, so once the, uh, the sister, you know, does, takes the vengeance out on the guy who ends up killing her, she tortures the guy and, you know, goes back. And that's how she awakens the little girl. She, that's how she awakens her own demon. And the thing is, the truth about it is, you know, when I was, when we were young, we were uh, kids, probably in maybe about, I had to be no more than about 15 years old, but uh, a friend of mine was murdered. And, you know, we never knew how, who did it. Never knew. And the thing about it is, you know, he the, 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 the murder is still unsolved. You know, um, I know things about it that I won't say, but it's still unsolved. But the truth of the matter is when a woman came and told me that, you know, the guy eventually broke down and told her, you know, that, hey, yeah, I did it. And, you know, vengeance went out on him once she found out that he did it. And so I took that story and I made it to what it was with you know, the two twin sisters. And that same vengeance is, you know, how I played it into that, but I exaggerated it completely, completely exaggerated it to the point where, you know, I'm like, okay, let me see how I can flip this without saying anything. Let me see how I can flip this without, you know, just correlating anything. So, you know, rest in peace to, to him. And, and that was one of those things that, you know, I always take little truths and try to make something out of it that, you know, that kind of have some kind of horror, some realistic horror to it. But that's pretty much like, you know, what I look at about how art imitates life, so to speak, type of deal. Cause mm -hmm. it was, it was crazy how, you know, for years we never knew. And then all of a sudden, you know, the guy comes and confesses to a girl he's allegedly just sleeping with. Just breaks down while he's sleeping with him, you know, about wow. <laughs> what happened and you know what he did, and you know, you know, she spoke on it and it didn't end up too good for her. Mm -hmm. so.
Well, my condolences to your friend. I mean, to you for the loss of your friend. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you having the courage to share something like that. I mean, that's that's deep. No um, doubt. Yeah. I you that's had. Tough. I mean, that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't even lie to you because I was glued to my seat until that like that twist that you added. Like, whatever. But all in all, man, I really though I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, just to uh, kind of touch back on the thing you were saying, like art imitating life is like, man, you you know, we really and I'm sure you notice as a, a, a filmmaker and then probably also a student of film is that you get some of the, just the realest, rawest stories that come from real life. And then I think that your uh, what did you say, um, your uh, Dang, I just forget the term you just gave me for Sin-Sil. it. Sin-Sil. Your Sensil is going to come out hard because like you said. We was just listening to it, you know what I'm saying? Not even read it, just listening yeah, to right, it. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it's actually one of my favorite tales that I've that I've like conjured up and told, and not just because of what it what it really represents, but just just the uniqueness of it. Like, you know, twin sisters sharing one body, and one is actually a demon possessing her own sister. You know, like mm-hmm. who thinks who thinks of crazy things like that? And I was just like. I be thinking of like maybe my life fucked up for me to think something. I don't know if I can swear like that. So oh, for sure. Like, we we yeah. swear. <laughs> 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 yeah, but people come to me and they they think like because I I just think because like I said I'm a I'm a Stephen King fan man and I think about like how he came up with the how he came up with misery. You know, it was about a a, a fan. You know, a fan, a crazed fan that, you know, kind of stopped him and almost, you know, tried to kill him at one point. And he used that and he wrote Misery, which is definitely one of his best uh, books and one of his best movies based on his best movies based on his books. So, you know, it's like and I just I like I really tried to use that as, you know, like, what can I do in my life that, you know, how, how can I make my life interesting? And I make it interesting by putting, you know, exaggeration through, you know, um, through, you know, panels, man. And I just really hope that people just really like what they see and read, you know, because this it is some heart behind it. You know, it's not there just to just to get the quick crash cash gap because I've been working on this thing since 2003, man. I've been at it for a long time and I'm finally there to where I'm getting it. And, you know. I'm happy to kind of put some of this, you know, it's how I heal through pain of my own dark times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of things I've seen in my life that, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a rough hood. You know what I mean? I'm from Indiana. So I grew up in a rough town and I've seen a lot of things before I turned 21. And it's just like, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't have a psychiatrist, so you have to be your own psychiatrist. And I write through my pain. That's how I heal myself. I, I write. And that's another reason why I stopped drawing and started just writing things down, man, because, you know, I went through a bad time of depression, man. And so it's like, how can you, you know, you got to find a way to heal yourself, man, or you can implode, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was crazy because that's how I came up with my film idea, because my last film that I wrote was, you know, about a writer who was going through writer's block. And so I had to figure out a way to, you know, like, how do I, how do I get through this? How do I make it where 
I don't destroy my own psyche, destroy my own self. So, you know, I try to write it out and, and, you know, understand that if you don't get help, if you don't do things, you can go on the deep end and you can do immoral acts. And yeah. I don't want to be that person. So I write it out, man. I, I do immoral acts through characters. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to uh, second what you just said about uh, the power of finding a, a outlet or therapy if it works for you whatever like i go to therapy but honestly like coming from africa like my parents first generation sierra leone the type of trauma people saw over the past like in the 90s when the the war for the diamonds was really hot uh people were getting their arms cut off people was losing family members and like those moments like when that happens to people they kind of just move on like once the war is over, right. there's no systems put in place to help them come back from that. And I think the same thing is true here in the States for what people see in those communities sometimes. Like not that every hood is violence every day, but there is definitely a different experience and trauma you have to deal with. Like I remember a few weeks ago when they were doing all the rioting or like a couple months ago, like Juggle was on the phone with me when it happened actually. Uh, I was, my wife was going to just get some chicken at the jerk chicken spot across the street. Some niggas started shooting. I didn't even realize what was going on. I just heard some popping sounds. Niggas were shooting. They were riding all around that neighborhood. Like people carry, I just went to work the next day. You know what I'm saying? Moved on. It's not like it was a super traumatic experience for me, but some people seeing that all the time and it's, it's important. And I'm glad that you said that it's good for people to find an outlet Therapy may not always be available or an out a proper outlet for you, but finding something to heal yourself and and deal with your traumas is is important. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, we can't we can't numb ourselves to things like that. I've done it and it nearly destroyed me. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. really did. You know, I I I, I want to get too too sad and too deep on this because you know i i want to still us have a a great time talking but you know it's it's serious about addressing things like this because Mm -hmm. i feel like our community is the most detrimental to it you know even like you said like what you said with sierra leone man i can't imagine seeing that as a as a child you know i mean people getting cut off or like losing limbs over a rock you know what i mean i just can't imagine that and some people can't imagine me you know, seeing people getting killed over nothing, over an argument, mm-hmm. over disputes, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we, like I said, we were kids. We were in high school, man. You know, like, by the time I became my senior year, man, it was about, like, six bodies I had seen just, like, die in front of me. Like, what is going on? And, you know, you just can't, you can't numb yourself to that, man. And yeah. I think as our community, we got to be able to heal each other on that because, man, we go through a lot, bro. We go through a lot of shit. We go through a lot of turmoil, man, and, you know, it's not right, it's not fair for us to do what we do to each other all the time because we we need to look out for each other, you know? Cause Absolutely. We all, you know, we all Absolutely. Uh, Jugga, did you have anything you wanted to uh, uh, weigh in on that? No. I mean, <laughs> long story short, I'm in the company of very like-minded and intelligent individuals, so all I would be doing is reinforcing what you already stated very clearly. So appreciate it. Ditto. (laughs) You sound like a straight politician, Jugga. But definitely you might be running for office pretty soon. 
and we're going to address that as soon as you vote for us. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna uh, drop it one more time. Yeah, appreciate that topic because uh, that's important, right? Because this this podcast is not just about anime, manga, comics, and film. It's also about you know the 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 black uh, infusion of that. And you're right. This is part of our culture and what we got to deal with, uh, especially as a uh, black man. But that being said, uh, MGG, you want to take the discussion topics? Sure. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about filmmaking. You brought up your story. So, I think first question uh, I want to ask is if you could turn any anime or manga into a successful horror movie, what would you choose? A successful horror movie? Any yeah. manga? Man, man, you know <laughs> what I wanted to adapt into a film, man? This was back before it even became an anime. This is when it was just still a, a video game, man, a, um, and a manga, man. I wanted so bad to adapt JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Pop 5. Cool. Mm-hmm. A uh, live-action film, man. I actually wrote a adaptation for it, man. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I wanted to do it like how like Sin City was done, man. I wanted to do it like mm. for panel, word for word, do really? it just that man and really go hard with it because hmm. and I gotta I gotta ask you a question real quick. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> before you get oh, into the explanation of how the film will work, I want to take it back before that. The, the <laughs> inspiration. Because I might I guess I might be one of a few motherfuckers out here, but I'm a nigga that's like, yo, I don't like JoJo's. I don't like it at all. And I want to know what 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 made you put the respect on it to be like, yo, I would love to take this to a film. Man, you know what it was? The the and I don't like all of them. I like part five. That's the only one I like. That's the only one that I really like got like a hold to. And man, I don't know what it was, bro. Because early on I was able to get a hold to the translations um of them. Like, you know, you had to go underground to find them, man. This was like before, this is before Facebook or any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were three, oh four. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these youngsters don't know about that. They like, don't know you have to grind for your head. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. To go and search for it. So, you know, um, that was like, that was just something that, I don't know what it was, man. I just, I loved it, man. I was, and I was, I was a gamer then. So I love like camp comp games and stuff like that. And which I, we never got it over here. It was always, it was only a Japanese game, but I just thought it was just dope. Like the stands and just the violence. And I was like, and then they were, they were mafia games. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't too much like the metro sexual part about it and all that. That's it clean, bro, with the heart. The heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling that up for the song in that joint. That would be something I would change, man. But I don't know, man. It was that. And then I read another book that the uh, Arthur did. I can't even say his name, but the Arthur, he did another book called, uh, I think it was called Gorgeous Irene. And I like that as well, man. I was like, man, I don't know what it because it was it was just so damn violent, man. Like I'm a I'm, and I just was like, man, this could be some Tarantino shit, you know what I mean? I was just like, damn, man, this this I can make this cool, you know. And then it was it was that one, and the other only other one that I wanted to do was Samurai Champlo. 
But I felt like that was like the only way it needed it could be done for me is if it was done like uh what was the what's the uh, samurai movie that's that's uh based on the um the uh guy with the the samurai with the scar on his face. Oh, Rioni Country. Oh yeah. That's probably one of the best anime adaptations I've ever seen done, man. It's pretty good. That's pretty dope. I mean, and I watched that one. Yeah, like I like all of those. It's like three of them, man. I like them all, and I like, damn, this is pretty cool. And I had never seen an anime before that. And mm-hmm. then once I saw the movie, I was like, damn, all right, maybe I need to watch the anime. And then I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of disappointed when I saw the anime. <laughs> the, the movie was so it was so turnt and so serious, and the the uh, the anime didn't quite have that same feel for me. So I was mm-hmm. just like, damn. Well, I'm glad I saw the movie first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because even with, like Death Note, like even with Death Note, like I liked the movie, and when I saw the anime, I was just like, "You like the movie more than the anime?" The live action. I saw the anime after the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Action. I've seen it, but I've heard. Yeah. I've I saw the anime after the movie, man. Huh? I, if I hadn't seen the anime first, I probably would have liked. I probably liked the movie. I probably liked the anime first, man. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is. You know I uh, I gotta say put say on that one. Like I, I get you in that. If you saw the movie first, I could see where you didn't like it. There's but no man, I I feel bad because that anime was one hell of a fucking anime, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and for you to be tainted in that way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, if I had to answer this question. What movie? What anime? Why I turned into a horror movie? I just recently watched an anime that put that made me want to turn into a horror um, because it was so good. But because it's like an anime, they pull off last moment. And that was a uh, Kakeguri. It's on Netflix. Oh. It's an anime um, where they like the gambling. What are you talking about? Yeah, for America, I would bump their age up to to college because I was a little weird for high school. <laughs> I'm a bump yeah. their age up to college, and like all the like the close calls where they be like, Haha, psych. I wasn't going to cut your finger off. Like, nah, bro, your finger gone. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. it would be like saw. Except a willing version of Saw, I would, I would, I think people will rock with that. Yeah, I think so too, man. But you know, what will be another good one that I like as well, man. And I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I like Paranora, Paranora Agent as well, man. I think that would be. Oh, yeah, I can see that's that. That's probably one like, um, what's his name, Shatos, uh, guy. He did Paprika and all that, man. Like he's one of the few. Him and the guy who did. Um, Sajira want to be. He did the uh all the like samurai channels. They are one of the few that have like that that cinematic anime feel to them. You mm-hmm. know? So those would be as hard to adapt, I don't think, as like a Joe Joe or something. Cause you know, like, <laughs> Death Note. Death Note is completely an anime. It's it's not, you know, a cinematic anime. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's that's why probably why the adaptation the film adaptation would probably didn't work for a lot of people who love the anime, you know what I mean? And I saw the movie first, unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't have that, that same, like, love, hate for it, you know what I mean? I, I thought it was pretty good. Because if it was an original film, you know, I thought that was pretty decent as an original film. And then when I went back and saw the anime, I was like, oh. I yeah. see why people are mad. I see why people are mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, uh, I will say, go ahead. 
Go oh, I said I would toss out like a, a pretty easy one. I think will be Promise Neverland. I feel like if you watch that anime, it's already mm. halfway yep. a horror movie. And then now if you add the realistic aspect, because you really don't have to do much. You can make the demons as scary as you want. But as far as the mood that they set mm-hmm. with that, like I think it's real easy to translate into a horror movie. So be my one thing that I would um, interject and say that it might be more difficult than you think. I think it's near perfect, but in anime, you can emote children any way you want. But in real life, child actors, like you're gambling and you, mm. you it's an uphill gamble at that to see if you get a good child actor because most of them garbage. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if you don't got no cold child actor, it's going to be like, damn, but, this movie is so close. See, but my I mean, question you is, argue, do you though, need it, one? Because my thing is that, like, I and that's the sad part, sad and good part about older movies is that a lot of them older horror movies with kids, like, they just really scared them niggas. Like, they, it was not acting. Like, they really was just like, <laughs> you're scared, motherfucker. So I think you could play it that way, potentially, where you just really scared of motherfucking kids. And then they, like, you know, you get those reactions that you want. The tough part, I think, is, like, selling that intelligence part. Uh, that Emma, Ray, and Norman have through a kid's lens, like showcasing the kid is like that smart and thinking on like a adult plane. I, I feel like that's hard to act from from a child. You no, know, I feel like um, American movies are afraid to do the like the anime inner monologue. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we understand what the hell is going on. American films only want you to express it in your face. And I'm like, sometimes these anime dates doing too much. What, like, how you going to express all that on your face, especially if you're a fucking kid? You know what I mean? Like, they need to explore and accept inner monologues. American films, though, kind of, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of foreign Asian films, man. Korean films, like Korean horror films, I think they're some of the best, man. Uh, like, I love, I don't know if you guys ever seen I Saw the Devil and, and things like that, but, man, they make some of the Train best. to Bhutan and, 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 uh, yeah. and uh, Parasite. That, that's what I got. Right. Does Parasite count as Those a horror are movie? great films. It was dope, though. It's, I, I spied under one. <laughs> yeah. All the Korean movies I saw, but um, American American horror films, man, they they they've lost their pizzazz. They you know they want to go for the fake cheers and jeers, the sounds, the high sounds, and they just want to just try to make you jump. And you're jumping through the whole movie, and by the time you get to the end, you're not jumping anymore, and you're not even scared anymore. You're not even in thought of the whole thing anymore, and it's like. I don't know, man. They just some of the best horror movies for me lately have been by foreign directors or foreign films. You know what I mean? Because they just Americans just want those cheap thrills and they they want a cash grab, man. Because even with like even with like Get Out, Get Out was good, but Get Out wasn't scary. No, you know it wasn't scary at all. It was a thought. It was a thought thing, but it wasn't like a horror. I mean, like, was? Well, I mean, I I thought, well, at least me personally, granted, like, I'm not a filmmaker at all, so this is purely opinionated. But, I mean, Get Out was more about the actual messages of, you know, of, like, uh, the actual community and, like, you know, black people, et cetera. Anyways, um, I mean, as far as, like, I never saw Get Out or even um, 
what was homie's next film or uh or us as like true horror movies right. if that makes and sense. i didn't like us at all bro uh, i liked it right it i thought was it was funny. just i like, thought that was but like you say like i think those two films were like kind of crossover films for people like me who like it really takes me a lot to watch a horror movie because like i gotta make sure because that's gonna sit with me so I make sure I'm in a, a place that basically will lead me into happiness and like not thinking about it afterwards. So I gotta watch it with the lights on. It's gotta be day. I ain't you what? ain't catching me at night. Like you I can't agree. catch me at no, night no, watching I'm a horror movie. I'm with That's, y'all tripping. Like you asking <laughs> for the demons to get you. So for me, my <laughs> I gotta do it like in prime anti demon time, like noon. <laughs> the Halloween of the there's gotta be a lot of people around. So that's what I watch it. In the daytime, it's like just that's just morally wrong, man. Because like even when uh that one that dropped on uh on Netflix, yourself a disservice, man. (laughs) (laughs) That one that dropped on Netflix, uh, his house or whatever. These walls back here, I painted these walls black to turn my man cave into a theater, so I can watch it. Itch dark. Nighttime, I'm trying to scare the shit out of myself. Oh man. no, I'm good, bro. I don't know why you would do that. Life is scary enough. <laughs> See, like the I was watching. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Lovecraft Country, but there yeah. is yeah, yeah. So that Jigabobo episode, who that shit stuck with me. Like that. I thought them shits was scary for real. Like the way the the way Jordan Peele had them dancing, like that shit they were doing catching her in the corner. I was freaked out for that shit for a week straight. I was like telling my wife, I was like, "Yo, bro, don't try me. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking with this Jigabobo shit, bro. Don't play." Was scary, bro. But that's 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 funny you mentioned that, man, because uh, that's that's a part. I it's crazy, man, because. Uh, like I said, probably about ten years ago, bro. One of my characters are is based on that same minstrel, smiling, mm-hmm. creepy type of look, man. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like, can't handle I, it. I'm a, I'm soft yeah. as hell when it comes to horror. <laughs> like, I avoid that shit like the plane. So, hey, like, you, you just got the wrong group to vibe with because I'm yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> it gotta be daytime, nigga. I need a rosary on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go from a horror movie directly into that. I'm such a such a horror fan, man. Like, and I I feel alone all the time because no one ever wants to go watch it with me. I'm like, and then they want to have all the lights. Like my wife, she refuses to watch it with me. I'm not watching that. I was like, it's a zombie movie. Like she, I I tried to get her to watch um, what was the old zombie flick where they um, uh, twenty eight. 28 days oh, later. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I see. And she was like, I'm not watching that shit. And I'm like, what? what? I was like, it's not even scary. I was like, it's, like, you watch it. You want to watch this? I was like, I mean, you they eat niggas in 28 days. Don't they just like beat you the fuck up or something they like that? Pretty much though. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Say what? She did you bogus for that one. She could have watched that. Yeah, one. man. Yeah, that that was pretty it's pretty good though. You know what I'm saying? But she she was like, I'm not watching. I was like, but you watched The Walking Dead. Like, the Walking Dead's not scary. I'm like, what? it's not, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. You know. 
was. I don't know, man, but yeah, man, y'all, man, y'all got to get y'all in the groove, man. Y'all no, see, I, I like the, I like the <laughs> no, fact no, no, that no, a lot no, of the no, horror no, stuff no, has no. become more like palatable, like uh, like all these monsters and stuff that used to probably be scary in the 1950s, like mummies and Frankenstein and zombies, are now like I can watch a zombie movie no problem. Like that's not gonna really do anything to me. To me, I like. I think the part that I like about horror movies is really the thriller aspect, which is why I kind of liked, like Us and Get Out and all that stuff, because it was just more like, oh, I kind of wonder what the twist is here, like what what's all that stuff. But as mm. far as like trying to get jump scares out of me, huh? So nobody's gonna watch Candyman when it comes out. I'm going yeah, got- to, but I'm not gonna rush it right away. I'm saying I'm gonna put on for the culture being going and it being made by a black actor or director. I gotta put on, but I'm not gonna enjoy myself. Highest of news. (laughs) Highest of news. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on at the highest of news when that sun is bright. I'm talking about bright enough that pride is at his (laughs) ultimate max power. That's what I'm going to start watching it. Um, And I'm gonna make sure I'm still in Grand Rapids when I do it because I'm not gonna be in Chicago watching Candyman. I know where Cabrini Green is at. <laughs> right? I, exactly. I know where that shit is at. But me, every time they say his name, just in case it's summoning that nigga right? to my... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm using the bathroom with the door open, lights on. Right now, this is the brightest this room is, is when I watch movies, man. Because this is like my, like I said, this is like my little theater, man. So I, I purposely like painted all, it was like a bat cave, bro. Like, you know. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't enjoy movies, no movie really watching it in the daytime like that. Like I have to, like I feel like the light kind of distracts me, man. You know what I mean? So I, I have to. That's why I like theaters so much, but I'll never go to a theater again, man. I'm probably done with theaters right now, forever. Mm. So, Johnny, I got a question. Um, What's up? So, like, and I always got to ask, because I run into horror fans a lot, and I got to ask this one. How do you feel about, like, body horror? You know, where they get, like, real gruesome with, like, the, the way people die or something like that, or real gruesome modes of death? Like, um, well, like Final Destination, like not even. Like, I feel like Final Destination is getting close. But if you ever seen like Brightburn, or, or like oh, even Saw, where they just get like overly mm. aggressive with the super bloody gory form of horror, I wonder what you think about it. Well, it depends. Um, sometimes, man, I look at like this. There's a there's a thing like torture porn. I'm not really into. I think some movies are violent unnecessarily, and some some movies are born for it. And sometimes, man, I see somebody get their ass just slaughtered. I I kind of laugh at. It. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like really, you know? Because like it's it was it's like when a, um what was I watching the other day? And it was like, oh, it was uh, the movie called, it just came out with Vince Vaughn and it called Freaky. Right? Oh, I saw trailers. Yeah. And it was, it, I don't want to tell the film, but there was a point where somebody gets killed. They get a bottle in their mouth and the guy just slams the bottle down in their throat and then it just comes out of their neck. And I'm just like, <laughs> I laughed. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, y'all, y- y'all, like, killing people with these ridiculous ways and it's 
impossible. It's impossible. But when it's like has some realism to it, to me that's more frightening to me than me seeing somebody just like like how Jason Voorhees would take a girl and wrap her up in a tent and just sling her body against a tree or something. <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? That to me that's funny. Like, cause I'm like, there's no way. You know what I mean? There's just no way. But when I see like Final Destination, I think you could take the nigga out that way. Yeah, you know, freak accidents right there. That 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 kind of creeped me out a little bit. Don't drive behind them log trucks, bro. Oh, never. I see yeah. it. I Yo. Like, ever since I seen that shit, I'll yeah. be like, I pull up, like, let me get my ass over, man. Exactly. Fuck this. Let me pass by this. It's like, it's like we I'm always suspected it, but then Final Destination 2 just gave us the affirmation. Like, see, I knew those shit. <laughs> 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 And ever since then, bro, like, you know, and I, and it's crazy because I used to always have a phobia of, um, like, semis, man. Because when I was a kid, we almost ran up under one, man. And I always kind of had phobias. I didn't think I would ever get over it to drive, but, you know, I, I'm kind of over them now. And I, I kind of just pass by them, man. I don't, I don't really ride next to them. I don't like when they ride next to me. I get pissed Thanks. off. Like, what the fuck are you next to me for, bro? Like, Go behind me or let me goodbye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you though. Ran man. off the like, road by semis like three, four times, bro. I don't fuck with them at all. They don't give a fuck. So, uh, when it comes to gore, bro, I just I feel like it could be unnecessary, like just over the top. And when it's over the top, it, it it's not even scary. It's it's comedic because I'm like, ain't no way in hell, man. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, but I think I think. Uh, what was more scary to me is things that you that you don't see more so like things like stir echoes or things that could really happen like I was mm-hmm. watching uh, one film the other day it's called Megan is Missing that's probably one of the worst movies I've seen bro I did not I did not like it mm-hmm. I did not like it and I didn't like it not because it wasn't good I didn't like it because of how it made me feel mm-hmm. I didn't like it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and I and I I only imagine if I had a child, them going through that, and I and I got pissed. I'm like, man, dude, if this ever, you know, happened to a child of mine or or just someone I know, I would be pissed. And it's a fear because it was a real thing that had happened. And I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, them horror movies based on true events. Not, yeah, when when they dropped that, that look based on true events. I can't events, watch it. Based on true events, man, and I was I, I got so so like disturbed and pissed off at the movie. I haven't been I haven't felt like that movie kind of it made me feel some kind of way, man. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I'm, I will admit that I didn't like it, and I was like, I'm, I need to kind of watch what I'm watching now because <laughs> yeah. it didn't it didn't make me feel too good inside, man. Yeah. It was real. It was too real for me. And I don't remember where I heard this before, but like what you said just reminded me of it too. It's just that like the scary part of the horror movie isn't really the monster. It's all the stuff leading up to the monster, all that suspense, all that stuff. Mm. And like, I agree with that. I mean, that's probably, and especially what you're saying about like real life stuff, like those things are always like the most scary to me. But like we've all said here, I can't, high noon. (laughs) <laughs> there is, uh, 
There's one last horror film I would love to make. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not even a huge fan of horror, but I would love to make this one. And it's not anime based, but me and my friend talk about this all the time. A Batman horror film where the perspective mm-hmm. is from the, the, the thugs, the random henchmen. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Well, imagine some grown ass white oh. dude snatching you off the street for selling the eight. Like, that'd be scary <laughs> as fuck. Like, oh. come here, nigga. <laughs> I always want to tell a, a superhero tale from the perspective of the henchmen. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell makes you guys work for some psycho? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you guys have, like, insurance? Do you guys have, like, a <laughs> plan? You know it mean? seems like they stay broke. So I'd be like, they, what? They you know, have to be broke. Like, think there's a- to be desperate. Like, oh, like for how real? did you apply for this job? Like, like right? no. <laughs> Send an ad, you know what I mean? You I need real niggas to come through. We about to bang on Batman. Like, <laughs> tip agency, like, what is this? How did you find this job, bro? Like, how did you meet this dude? Like, no, you—they're probably dark niggas comedy, gotta eat. You know I mean? <laughs> probably tons of money out there for a business like a henchman temp agency. Like, yo, we legally hire them, and then <laughs> you on the road. Like, right? we can't. We are not going to. Um, be responsible for their actions, but we can legally mm-hmm. give them a job. <laughs> right, right. We right. gave them jobs as assistance to this nigga. We didn't know what they was about to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I always thought, like for like my hero, just at the opposite side of the villain, because like wasn't there um that buddy that got um what's his face like twice into like the villain game? Like it's pretty much just him, but on grander mm-hmm. scale, where homies just like hustling, like getting uh folks like, bro, you know what? You'd be a good henchman for Joker. Well, let me give you his number real quick. I never saw somebody take a punch like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely be a great henchman. <laughs> you know, like, Strongest job. You really got to be unstable. Because if you stop and think about, like, yo, a henchman for the Joker, that sounds like that come with clout. Like, all right, one, you got to dress up like a goofy-ass clown. Two, uh, Batman gonna be running your fade regularly, my nigga. Regularly. Like, and then three, if it's a bad day, Joker might blow your shit back. Uh, but so, you're like, not... You're not thinking about the resume. If you survive that shit, it's like working for Google in the henchman world. Like, you can go anywhere, bro. You're just like, yeah, I was a Joker henchman. I did a Two faces definitely <laughs> getting you. Two faces. Oh, he was a Joker henchman. <laughs> like, like, it's like being an assistant for Diddy, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that check is going up. That check is going If you can survive a Joker uh, work shit. The just went up, bro. Yeah. I'm making you lead henchman in Two Faces crew. Like that's what's going. That's a big salary. You don't want to be. You don't want to be a henchman for Toy Man. That ain't gonna get you nowhere. Like man, that ain't nobody, man. I feel like I feel like the amount of times you got your ass whooped by a superhero also count. Like I got my ass whooped three times by Batman. I'm back in the streets, nigga. You know I'm about it. Yo, round though. Like, real, that's real cool. Side note, real quick, man. What did y'all think about that ass whooping in that that new Batman trailer, man? Like that was like the uh, I don't know if y'all saw it, but it was, it was the new Batman where dude just like punished dude in like thirty seconds. I was like, God damn! I've never is- seen Batman whoop ass like that. <laughs> this is how I feel about it. I am. Uh, I get there are two sides to every coin. 
a part of me, my knee-jerk reaction is much like yours. Like, yo, Batman really was beating on this nigga. Like, yeah, that's some gritty Batman. <laughs> but the other part of me is like, yo, Batman really shouldn't have to hit a regular nigga three, four, five. Like, because if he a regular nigga and you're not knocking him out in one, <laughs> you're about to get flooded, Batman. It's like 30 niggas there. Like, you really need to knock every nigga out in one hit, bro. Like, so if he, if he don't get yeah, the thing that killed me is that the homies were sitting there watching him just get mixed up like that. I was like, damn it. Oh, he was, like, he was in Batman. Like, I'm not going to lie. You got to be some real day one homies for me to jump into a fight with Batman. Like, I'm going to be like, damn, Johnny, what you do? <laughs> I wasn't going to jump in. Then he pulled out that batarang, bro. like <laughs> Get beat up like he beat dude down, like dude was already out, and he was still like, I'm like, oh, damn man. man, like dude, what he do? Like, you did all that for, for like an eight man, That's come on, man. <laughs> right? you know, like, come on, man, like you act like you got them bricks out here, Batman, right? <laughs> wow, man, that's crazy. Look, again, this is the uh Robert Pattinson one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just looked at it while y'all was talking. Yeah, that nigga was was bogus. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Yo, I think this that nigga from high school that used to bully me." Like that shit was personal, bro. right? That shit was personal, bro. So <laughs> uh, what's up, MGG? We moving to a new topic? Yeah, um, I think we can do. Ooh. Mm, let's do slept on and then we'll see where we're at after that but uh what's a, a slept on series that you highly recommend to people and i think in this world we will prefer anime or manga but really if you have like a comic series or a film or something that you want to recommend to i think you could add it i mean we pretty much have been in the film world for 90 percent of this conversation so. yeah uh um one that I really enjoyed. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was like a, I think it's called Nidius. Oh, is that on Netflix? Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's on like Netflix. a robot type of show or something. Yeah, robot type joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Hmm. I thought it was pretty dope, man. And I don't hear really a lot of people talk about it, you know. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the the animation was pretty good. It was it was like a mix, a hybrid between like the three D two D look type yeah. of deal. I hate that three D like shit it. though. I can't lie. <laughs> huh? I'm not a fan of that three D. Uh, I'm not either. I'm not either. But I thought it was pretty good how they moved. Like they moved realistically. Like oh, okay. I almost felt like it was like like um what's it. Uh, like uh, rotoscoping, like it was real people that they kind of like moved mm. on. I don't mm. think it was. I definitely don't feel like it was hand drawn because it was too smooth to be hand drawn, man. Uh, but yeah. I thought it was pretty good as as far as the 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 aesthetics of the fights. That and it was another one where there was like a tournament, and it was pretty good. But it was like three D. I didn't like how big the characters were. Oh, are you talking like, about um, uh, Kagan Ashura? Is it yeah. all on Netflix? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a, a fighting thing similar yeah. to Baki, but they were all fighting a tournament. Right. Yeah, yeah that's Kagan. Uh, similar. Actual. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, yeah it was decent. Uh, 
it, it I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I like traditional hand drawn, man. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of like 3D. You know, uh, I think it's just, I think it's kind of like a cheat code. For me. <laughs> you know, you know, you know? <laughs> I think yeah. anybody can do 3D if, if you just go to school for it. And yeah. I think hand drawing takes actual skill. I know I might, you know, speak my ears be like, what? what do you mean? You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it takes skill to hand draw. <laughs> I do, because you know, I seen 3D artists uh, that don't draw hand draw at all. You know what I mean? And they do some dope shit. But I've seen people who, you know, when you hand draw it, man, like that, like those old school, uh, like '90s uh, anime and stuff like that, man. It's just like. Like Evangelion and stuff like that, or uh, with Furi Kuri and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are like hand drawn, and you know, you just, man, you just be like, wow, you know, somebody actually put their man, hands up. It's a different feel, man. Artist. I feel like that yeah. right there is why so many people fall in love with anime to begin with, because we used to America Fact. where, you know, they putting out these cartoons, and I ain't gonna say everybody, because there are people that love their work. But people put out these cartoons to flip a quick buck, whereas like in the culture, anime is like, no, bro, this is an artistry. You call a mangaka sensei like this is, you know, something important. And you can I think that's why so many people drawn to it, which is like, you know, if if haters are out there like, man, get that hand drawn like y'all just y'all. You got to know where you come from. Forget my inner hotel. You know what I'm saying? You got to know where it come from. You got to know where it come from, man. You got to know where it come from. And I think a lot of anime fans, we re-respect the artistry of it. You know what I mean? We don't just, we're not looking, and we love the stories too, man. The stories are like much, much more engaging than most of our American stories, how we kind of, kind of recycle a lot of the same shit. You know what I mean? Especially Disney. It's, it's always a princess looking for a prince type of deal. And I'm just like, how many times are you going to tell this damn story? You know what I mean? So niggas <laughs> stop buying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they not going to ever stop buying they, it. Look at these billions. Well. That's, 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 look at these billions. <laughs> Every time we're talking, they just started doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a theater and everybody was like so into like Frozen. I seen that shit. I was just like, uh. <laughs> I'm feeling this. Like, this is not it. Like, y'all need to get back to that Lion King shit, man. Like, this is not it. You know, like when are you going to make a, a, a real animation? Because I feel like 3D is just, you know, I don't get me wrong. I like the Pixar stuff, but it's 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 still I still miss that 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 artistry, man. Because mm-hmm. as a former artist, I respect it. I respect it to the high level, man. So you know. See, on top of that, I got a follow up question because I I love to ask this about people who like work or are into like a particular industry, right? So with film, being as you like, you know, you're into that, you're a content creator and stuff like that. I just wonder what is different about watching content for you now that you're like you've been in that world like do you feel like you appreciate something like what's because why i ask this question i guess is like sometimes i'll watch a movie and i'll be like this was total shit but i'll see like a community of people 
go like, oh, this was amazing. You didn't see this. You didn't get this. And I think some of those people come from that like filmmaker experience. So I'm wondering like, what lens do you <laughs> now look through this stuff through when you have that experience? Do you appreciate story more? Are you paying attention to like things in the transition? Are there certain things you notice like? Yeah, okay, and I'm glad you asked that question actually because uh, uh, being being a uh, a creator, sometimes it's it's hard for you to have your fan goggles on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To take off your your creative lens, looking for mistakes and things like that. So I try to watch it with a neutral eye. Gotcha. Uh, I don't always. I'm not always able to do that. You know what I mean? And a lot of my colleagues aren't always able to do that. You know, I try to just be a fan. Like, what, watching this, knowing uh, with with not the knowledge and not the, I guess, the experience of creating my own to know. I just want to watch it as a fan. And I, I've been successful to do it sometimes, you know. Like, <clears throat> people hate it, you know, uh, what was Tarantino's last film? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They hated it. A lot of people hated it. I loved it because of the story. You know, and everybody was like, well, it wasn't about anything. I say like, it was. It was about just life. It's not sometimes the best, you know, it's it's to me it's complicated to write a movie that doesn't have a central plot. But still you're engaging with what's going on. You you write in you're not writing a plot, you're writing life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that gave that film more of an organic feel because it wasn't it wasn't about, it wasn't a, a plot to it. It was just about life, like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction isn't a plot, it's about life. It's about, you know, human engagement. It's about, you know, uh, these people and their lives. That's what it's about. That's what's happening. And a lot of people don't, don't like that type of storyteller. I personally do. Because, like I said, it's to me, it's uh, it's more relatable with realistic life for me than it is just like a straightforward plot. Like, okay, this is the villain, this is the antagonist, and you know, I like I like it when you can't tell. You know, I like it when you can't tell who's who, and you just because in the world of real life, there is no such thing as a protagonist and an antagonist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, we, in our own lives, we. We play both roles. Yeah. Not even yeah. knowing. We play protagonists. We play antagonists in situations. So to me, when you put that, like when you take that approach in uh storytelling, it's to me it feels more realistic. And I know people don't want to be realistic sometimes. You know, you wanna you watch anime, you watch uh film and things like that to get away from reality. But sometimes reality is cool to look at through the opposite lens, you know, as a viewer instead of as a um, um, not is the observer I'm looking at or a um, when you because in life, you know, when we in our own lives, we're not observers. We are engaged, so to speak. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool to see it as a as a third person view. So, I mean, um. Yeah, when it comes to a lot of things, like, it's hard. Like, everybody was liking us, and I was just like, eh. But it was, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, once I saw what I saw, I couldn't unsee it. And I was just like, 
Mm-hmm. I felt like I did it an unfair justice because I was so geeked and hyped for it because Get Out was so good to me. Yeah. And and once I was watching it, it just started. I in the mid, the first what ten minutes of it, I was watching it as a fan, and then I started putting my damn uh, creative goggles, critic goggles on, and then it it just went downhill from there for me, man. So, uh, <laughs> so what bothers you about it? Because I really enjoyed the movie. What was the what was the thing for you? Uh, man, it just was a, it was, I, man, honestly, bro, the first time I saw it, bro, I was like nodding off, falling asleep. And when the movie oh, wow. does that to me, yeah, when it does that to me, that's bad. Cause I'm always engaged, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm always like, especially if I'm hyped to see it, I'm there, right. but it was like so much that was not happening that I'm like, okay, why is nothing happening, man? And I got the messages. I got mm-hmm. it. Like. I understand, you know, the tether, then, you know, the us is actually the United States and we're Americans and it's two sides and, you know, people don't want to face their ugly side. I got all of that. Right. It was, to me, the execution was just like, you know, it, it got boring for me, Miro. It got real boring. And then, you know, like, I don't know, then I got... Then he kind of ruined I Got Five on it for me. And I'm just like, dude, oh, you're killing oh, me. Funny, <laughs> I, I mean, it was <laughs> Oh, that that remix was clean. I'm sorry. It was, but he played it throughout the whole movie, man. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, he probably paid hella to get the uh, license remix. Hey, them dudes eating again off of that, bro. Shout out to him for doing that because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people he brought that that uh that song back into the mainstream again. So that was that was that was big, bro. Yeah. That was big. That shout out to him for doing that too, though, man. Because yeah. like he had when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Nigga, that's that's dope." Mm-hmm. Like I never would have thought you could use it for a horror film, and like, yeah, it was. It was I, I, I like. But- this trend in, in uh, films right now where they take these older songs and remix them uh, to fit new age films. A lot of films are doing that. I like it, especially right, when it's black. Too. Yeah. Me too. I love it too, man. I think it's dope because I think it, it brings uh, it brings a lot of the forgotten hits that we had that we used to like to the forefront. You know what I mean? So yeah, I dig it too, bro. I love it. Yeah. Nope. Um, I think uh, I'm not a fan of the game time based off the way the conversation was going. So I'll ask the last general question, <laughs> and then we'll lean towards the, the close here. But um, there's a roll call for actors and one of your favorite uh, of one of your favorite anime slash manga series. Which character do you think you'd be able to pull off the best? Mm. You know what? Hey, while he get time to think, Mm. You got yours already? But go ahead and say who I got. I, I thought you'd be thirsty for it. I'd have I, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got a couple, but the first one I would want to pull off is um, it's L, a black fat L. 
Um, and, and, and the reason I say that is because Man, putting big respect I, I, on yourself, you could play. No, 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 no. I don't think I got the, the, the brains for it. I don't think I got the brains for it. But what 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 L pulls off? Because we can fake the brains. But yeah. what L pulls off is being petty, and everybody know I'm good at that. Like you be like, yo, yeah. and I'm like, I'm a really no nigga. I'm on it with niggas. Like L, like how petty do you got to be to sacrifice? a nigga just to be like, see, nigga, I knew you was in Tokyo. Like, <laughs> wow, bro. Like, I I would like to pull off that level of petty, and I think I would love to put a little black flavor on it. Like, I wouldn't want to be as deadpan as L. I, I would definitely be like petty with it. Right, right, right. Oh, huh. man. I don't know if I would ever. I can't really think of an anime character that I would want to be, man. But I honestly, I always, if I had a dream role that I could pull off, man, it's crazy, it's crazy as it may sound, I would want, I wanted to at one point be, <laughs> and I know it may be even cliche, but I wanted to be the Joker, bro, real bad. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Real bad. Like, I just... Like, I always, always like that's always been one of my favorite characters just in, in any uh manga or uh comics, any of that. He's always been like my favorite. And especially with uh I guess with what's his name? Um Luke Skywalker. What's his name? Oh, uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, what Mark Hamill did with that voice is it like, you know, that's always the voice I hear. Even after mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, it's still always the voice I hear when I hear the Joker, man. Right. But I love what I love what Heath did with it. But I don't know, man. I always felt like Joker was a nigga, man. I always felt like, you know, like, you know, I did. I always felt uh, like he, he should have been by he should be done by a black guy. You know what I mean? What would be, what would be your twist? Because I feel like every Joker is slightly different. They got their own thing. What do you think you would bring to that Joker? So we would be like, yo, that's Johnny's Joker right there. Right. <laughs> you know, like I said, I always thought Joker was a nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, that nigga, man. Like, for go. real. Like, you know, think about it. Think about how every stereotype nigga like we try to, like, they want to portray. Like, we're talking like a mix of old dog. And and uh, a comedic old dog like this nigga just don't give a fuck and it's and he and it's all a joke to him, you know what I mean? Like he's just this 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 stereotype nigga, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> talk about real niggas, but this is this this Joker is a real nigga. Like he just don't give a fuck, man. You know what I mean? And and it's like I always felt like. He had the he'll have the mindset. I'm giving you what you think I'm already am. You know what I mean. And with the white face on, ooh, I, yep. I might have to <laughs> get behind. You know, I might have to get behind. not ready for that. <laughs> he had the waves. You know what I'm saying? The green waves, man. Yeah. Spinning, yeah. All that. Because all I, I know, like, if Joker pull up in the in a green motherfucking uh, do rag, I'm going home. Like, oh, right. yo, no. <laughs> Like you know, and then you know, give him that swag and and give him that 
like I said, like have him like a mix between like an old dog with kind of like a Frank Lucas type of dude with also, mm-hmm. you know, like that dark comedy type of like a Richard Pryor type of comedy type of deal, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I always cool. felt like we could you could kind of merge all that together, man. Cause you know, you know, this this dude is like he's like a reflection of reality or or a reflection of of the world how the world views a lot of black people you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah you think you know what a nigga is no this is the nigga and it's a joke it's funny isn't it you know what i'm saying right. I'm smiling all the time right you know what i mean i so, think yeah, it man. oh my like i always I, felt like that, that uh go ahead no finish what you were saying no go ahead go ahead I say I'm in. I'm honestly in love with that twist, like, cause all I can keep thinking about is like the the uh, Joe Quinn Joaquin Phoenix uh movie that just dropped, and mm. how that would have hit so much more different if that was a black man without even the laughing disease, but just a black man that kept getting beat down by various bullshit that happened to black men in society to the point that he flipped into uh. that guy. Like he's trying, maybe he works in corporate America. That's where the suit's coming from. He's dealing with all this bullshit coming from that side to the point where he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. You guys want me to be a white man? Here you go. Here's the makeup. And now I'm going to be a white man and a nigga at the same time. And I think it hits hard because as a a black people, we know how, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. We need to find new ways to deal with trauma. But we know the current way everybody deal with trauma. They make it a joke. You know what I'm saying? And that, bro. Think about, think about, like what Dave Chappelle went through. Mm. Imagine him just going off on the deep end like that. Imagine, imagine the Joker just being like a Dave Chappelle character, a Dave Chappelle guy, successful comedian, and all of a sudden. He walks away because of his morals, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, he's crazy. He went and smoked crack and all that." And you know, you like really. Right. So it's funny to you, you know what I'm saying? So me going through this, this is funny. This is this is what it is, you know. And it's and I always always thought and I and I always thought that like even with Lakeith when he said he wanted to be the Joker, I was like, man, you know. I think he should do it. You know, I think they should let him do it. I think I, I felt like the Joker is a black man, bro. Like yeah. it's a trauma. It's a tra- it's a traumatic black man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that's like it's go like ahead. oh, I'm saying it just is like I'm just like too in love with this idea. Like I almost want to write this shit because it's just like if you think about it in comparison to the privilege Batman carries, it just makes it. Look mm. even worse, like because it's just yeah. like, oh, this Joker you beat this nigga. Up. Thank you. Yeah. You're coming the from a privileged background, the, like all this shit you're doing. Of Bruce Wayne, it'd be crazy. It's the exact parallel of Bruce Wayne, bro. Yeah. And that's why I said I was like, if y'all gonna write a Joker, y'all need to write a real Joker and really put it how America really is, because Bruce Wayne represents America and what they think they are and how they think they are. Mm. You know what I mean? And and um. What what to me the Joker is it shows America's ugly face for what they really are. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like black people we we show we are able to show that because America they treat they treat a lot of us like you know they treat majority of us like stepchildren. You know what I mean? They they kind of you know even with politicians they kind of pander to us. They don't they don't really do anything for us. They don't really they they. 
saying, oh, we understand, vote. You know what I mean? Right. If you vote, we'll we'll get this done. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on. We need more than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, 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 we've been through too much. It's time for a change, a real change. And when I think like, I think if the black, if there was a black Joker, bro, maybe they'll see like what it is. Because if y'all can empathize with Joaquin Phoenix and what he went through, think about putting that, like you said, putting a black man on there. And then they'd be like, well, damn, this is fucked up. Like, we have turned these people into, into, you know, this, this anger. You know what I mean? But it won't be anger. It'll be, you know, hey, you know, smiling. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, bro, I always thought like, I always thought the Joker should have been a black man, bro. Right. No, I, I strongly agree with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see it. Like, that that needs to be the next big hit. Like, I mean, I, I could right. straight up see it now. That's crazy. Yeah, then you got to yeah. do it all the fanboys. Joker was never a black man. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know they're going to come. I, I, I feel like you just could just, like, making him an original character. Or even, yeah, still try to do it. Just ignore them niggas. But, well, you know. Yeah. I, I will put that into the film. Like, there would be some random loose nigga that's like, Joker's not a black man. Right. <laughs> and I will have to get <laughs> right Yeah, okay. right? Like, Joker's not a black man. Through an indie film, there's no, no big budget uh, company nope. will take that. That's too risky. Yeah. But, but we know for a fact indie films can turn up. Lord of the Rings indie films, Star Wars indie films. That could be an indie film that blow the fuck up. It could. Right. Of course, I don't think an indie nigga could afford uh, the Joker IP. So you might have to call it something else, but. <laughs> You gotta call it completely something else, man. But I don't know, man. I think I think I kind of hinted on it with 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 I got with Jalio Gumbo, man. Like I'm gonna send you guys the link. I got I kind of hinted on it a little bit, but I tried to, and it's crazy, bro. I kind of feel some kind of way. I I can't lie. I, I really do feel some kind of way because, like I said, I've been working on this shit for a long time. So when I seen, uh. What's his name with the grill and the tats on his face? I got pissed off because I'm like, okay, clearly, clearly, I felt like clearly somebody in Warner Brothers seen that shit that I did. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a character that looks awfully like, uh, what's his name? Jared Leto. Yeah. Jared Leto's Joker, man, with the tats and the grill. And I'm like, bro, y'all taking our shit. You know mm. what I mean? Right. That that you know that's our shit. They could have made him a black man. Yeah, 100%. they tried to they tried to make him a hip hop type of Joker. You know, even mm-hmm. like, and no be you ain't got no be like, come on, bro. And I didn't even like that Joker. You know what I mean? I thought I thought it was 
Uh, thought that was off. I, I, I didn't like his portrayal, but I did like the aspects of it. And when you add in the black thing, I feel like it would have went harder. Because there were parts that were cold, like the tattoo smile was yeah, fucking cold. I like that part. Like, I like that part. No, that's clean, but like, and I think that worked with black people because you know how black people are. We like, right? You know. And that's what, and that's what I was like, man. Why didn't y'all just make him a black man? You know what I'm saying? Why you, why you gonna make him? And then you gonna kind of give then Oh wow! It's almost yeah. On the brothers <laughs> was like, all right, <laughs> it, 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 come on. We 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 gave him a grill. Does he got to be black? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was this really black? Well, okay. If he's not black, then don't don't take our antics. Don't take our don't take our swag. Yeah. Don't take our aesthetics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you're slapping us in the face, like, oh, he can be black, but he can't be black. Absolutely. You know? So that was that was my whole thing with that, man. And, and you know, I, I felt some kind of way because, man, like I said, my, my character, he had a grill. He had tats on his face. All of that, man. And he had the low cut. All of that. And so I was just like, okay. Somebody's watching. I'm not seeing it. But I feel like, and we're talking like a whole two years before that movie even came out, bro. Hey, don't don't be surprised. Like they got people that do this that go around stealing small people stuff because you know they got the money to throw at you, even if you do find them. Like if you were to be Mm -hmm. like, hey, real talk, I got the proof. They're probably like, hey, bro, here go two million. We'll settle. Most yeah, niggas like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the hell out of that two million. I'm like, hey man, look, make it two five and you got me. Matter of fact, <laughs> go ahead and make it three since you're offering me two. Let's 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 talk three. You know, what well, I mean? look, nigga, we can give you two million or That's we can give you a bullet in this alley, nigga. You pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how they play, bro. My always want to act like they're rich people, the nice people. No, them the true thugs out there, bro. For sure, bro. For sure, bro. They got the guns to hire the guns to hire the guns, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? What Jay Z say? I I don't have a I don't have a gun on me. You know what I'm saying? But I got a gun on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. They they don't do none of that, bro. They got the payroll for that, man. Mm. That's a whole nother fight right there, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, though, bro, though, I always thought yeah. that would be cool for that. Though. No, yeah, you sold us. Like, fuck. I mean, yeah. that, that'd be hot. Like, if I had the period. money to <laughs> throw it in project, I would actually yeah. be. <laughs> and you have documented evidence. So if it does get stolen, it was on the podcast first. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Approved. <laughs> hey, Mark, you you know, don't, don't, don't jack my man's stuff. Facts. Just Don't know that it. we all talked about this, so when y'all see it, y'all gonna be like, "Man, we was just talking about this shit four years ago." Right? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm gonna hit you up, like, "Hey, bro, get your money, bro." <laughs> they jacking, get your money. <laughs> get you up. Yeah, man. That, that I just I just always thought that that would be cool, man. You know, because I always felt like we need to tell, we need more of a fair shake of our of our of our stories, anyway, man. It, First of all, it ain't hardly none of us in no good, not many good characters of us out there anyway. You know what I mean? They don't got black Most in their name. Char- they got black in their name, man. Like mm-hmm. they gonna if they did, they're probably like the black Joker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like why? What? 
You know, mm-hmm. like this ain't this ain't spades. You know, we ain't, <laughs> we ain't looking at it like big joker, little joker. Like, come on, bro. Like, just just try. Hey, that would actually be a dope ass movie. name for the movie, Spades. <laughs> <laughs> Since you can't get the Joker oh. title, oh. hey, that's, that's all you get. You and we know who the top spade for Big Joker, bro. It's he cooking, bro. Billions on the table. You got the Big Joker that's black. And then you got. <laughs> so you got to get Hope on it, man. You got to be like, see, it's spade. And I'm what telling you. The game, the big joke. <laughs> 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 hey, what, what's that? Uh, the, the fucking the that means, bro. Put the little hat on them and be like, yeah. Oh no. Or that one meme, that one meme uh, with Denzel uh, in the uh, training day, where it was one mm. where COVID first happened. You sanitize your hands, but you didn't sanitize the sanitized bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like, whole time yeah. memes are my favorite memes, bro. Man, oh, man, oh man, bro. Yeah, yeah brother. This has been cool. this has been good though, man. I, I appreciate you, brothers. Like, oh man, like real talk, man. Mm. This, this is dope, man. Oh, no Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, with that, we could probably move to our closing statements. Yep. Um, you know, I, I just want to say um, I, I appreciate having you on here. You know, like not exactly what we thought. Thought it was going to be a couple of y'all. But to be able to just go in depth into what you were talking about, that made up for it for me, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I appreciate <laughs> you. I'm going to be yeah, following sure. your work. Um, sure. y'all, y'all boys got something to add on that? No, I mean, I really appreciate you coming out. Not only this episode obviously went in a different direction than maybe we initially thought, but it was in a totally <laughs> different way. Uh, I think it's dope to right. have this kind of conversation um, and be able mm. to put it out to the audience so that they can see, you know, another side of things. Like, I appreciate you sharing some of the stuff that you went through. Um, I appreciate, you know, bringing all this this knowledge about, you know, like the film division. I know we didn't talk about much anime, but... I mean, the Afro Takus really is kind of a general blur brand anyways. But, um, yeah, just just thank you. That's that's pretty much what I got to say. Facts. Truth and openness. Sorry, I'm that's... sorry I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not big on anime like I used to be, man. Oh, that's no, no problem. Worries. That's no problem. But I definitely appreciate you just letting me just speak with you guys. Like, like man, you guys are dope, man. I, I like what you guys are doing. Um, I'm definitely going to follow more into this into your podcast because like you guys are cool bro and I, I appreciate the just the platform just to talk man you know and it, you know you guys dope man I like you know vibe real well together so I, I thank you, thank you. I thanks for the kind words bro real talk bro I dig no. it up, man. no your truth and openness means a lot so this has been this has all been great for sure, for sure, man. Sure. For sure, man. I'm definitely uh when we get off of here, I'm definitely gonna send you guys some material, man, so you can just check out a little bit of what I do, man, and for send sure. those links. Absolutely. I'm excited to read some of that stuff. Any last thing you wanna say to the people listening? Oh uh, man, um well, where they can find you all that. Yeah, yeah, one more shout out. Y'all listening first and foremost. Um you can find me on IG at Johnny underscore quatre. Uh you can also find me on my uh, business page which is melanin manga 
and IG. You can find me on Facebook at uh, Jalio Gumbo. That's G I A L L O Gumbo. Um, also, currently, I have a Kickstarter going on for Giallo Gumbo. It's my horror Sensil series that's going on. If you guys want to check it out, uh, got some exclusive things coming off of that. And if you guys want to pick up some content of what I got going on, it actually ends Sunday. Uh, uh, we already made the goal, so you oh, donate. Congrats! Your material. So we're not we're not fighting for that goal. We got the goal. So everybody who donates now, you're guaranteed to get a book. Um, so you can go on that uh, Jolly O Gumbo. Um, it's like I said, it's a little um, horror sensil series that I've been working on for a long time, and you can find me on there. And uh, yeah, just uh, check me out, man. Uh, I also have a short film on uh, Amazon dot com, uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Actually, it's uh, something for Sinitra. It's a, a little short film I did. Uh, got a few awards for it. Nothing major, but, you know, it's something just to show. Just a little diversity of storytelling is that I do, man. So if y'all guys ever want to just get bored, check it out. It's 20 minutes. Check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's for sure. All right. I got you. A wonderful For the Fans episode. For sure. Uh, brought to you by the Afro Taku Podcast. Um all right, man. It was wonderful having you. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. See y'all. Until later. next time. Peace.